0: said the la chat.
1: Saturday night shenanigans. I said earlier last episode that I wasn't going to upload or I, was, I wasn't going to do anything else for the day. I lied, you know what I mean? So I'm back. Figured a couple things that I can go over, a couple videos that I can go through. Um,. Boy, it's, it's <laughs> We got some shit to get into, man. Hold up. I'll, I'll, I just want to uh, briefly go over this real quick before I officially do the intro. All right, so... We got DJ Academics Fires a Little Boom. Now, before I get started in this, when I heard the back and forth with Adam22 and DJ Academics and Adam 22 mentioned something about Lil boom. I'm like, wait, what's, what's going on with boom? Well, apparently boom is into alleged kitty dibbling. All right. So yeah, that's not a good look. So academics had the fire boom and he got emotional about it. And this goes to show you what have I been talking about academics and choosing his friends. You think I know this nigga personally? No, but I know situations like his where you reach a certain level and you think your people was all with you, but you know, they doing some shady shit on the side. Late last year, his homeboys was fucking his girl that he brought over, that he Ubered over. Homeboys was smashing, tag teaming the bitch. Farouk and Bradshaw the bitch, APA the bitch, despicable. And we also got uh, some Tisa Tells talking about Dave Chappelle warning Cat Williams about Steve Harvey or some other shit, man. We got got some shit to get into. But yeah, I told y'all I was done recording when I recorded earlier. I think I stopped at 3 o'clock. Five hours and 45 minutes later, I'm back. All right, fuck it. Another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel, AKA the Crash Out Coliseum, all right? Let's get it. Let's get it, all right? Let's get to the fuckery, all right? This is gonna be a long episode, in fact, I'm gonna try to go through both of these videos, 21 minutes and 13 seconds of video in this episode so if we got to go an hour and 30 minutes even an hour and 45 we'll do that we're going to keep this under two hours but um hmm, boy oh boy oh boy oh boy dj academics fires little boom and breaks down in tears um after message from boom uh apologizing yeah, it's a pretty fucked up situation. Um, as much as I wanted to laugh about it, I had to say to myself, well, damn, you know, what if, what if that was me and my situation? Or what if somebody who I was really cool with was really doing some shady, like, like unacceptable things behind the scenes? Like, and this is why I tell people a lot, man, like, I really don't fuck with a lot of people like that. Um, there's old friends that could always hit me up and I'll always hit them back or vice versa, but I don't really try to go out there and look for friends at this point in my life. I'm 35, so I'm not an old man, but I'm also at that age where I'm not young, so I don't got time for the bullshit. And, um, like I mentioned before, man, academics, being where he's at um, in the industry right now, he has to really be careful of who he centers himself around um because situations like this were a little boom caught on camera at a walmart um smacking a young girl's ass now i don't know how old this lady this 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 young woman was but i am aware that she is underage that's it's unacceptable and fuck boom that's 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 his that's his problem in the sense for academics, like yo, that could damage your reputation, man. They can connect you to all this shit now. Now you got all these shea butter, uh, cocoa, uh, cocoa butter selling bitches. They're gonna be out here um, putting you on a witch hunt, dude. Witch hunt. Cause look, from the one situation that academics talked about like yeah you know what i'm saying like the shit was crazy but for the fans for the people i wouldn't like I, it's hard for me to say that i'm a fan of anybody as somebody who's currently creating content in other words i would have to find off time to where i don't want to do anything else besides watch youtube now on my tv right now my Roku 50-something inch right now I got um, Fallout 4 I've been playing Fallout 4 for a while now but I decided to download it again and um, I'm gonna tell you how I came across this video so I decided to download um, well actually I decided to download Fallout 76 again so I downloaded that just to play the Atlantic City uh, DLC but I'm also downloaded well, I already had um, Fallout 4. And I added all these mods and shit. So there's this sky mod. And, like, the whole sky, like it looks like, like, for people that know about Fallout, like, the nuclear, you know, explosion, the aftermath, surviving and shit like that. The mod adds this sort of glow to the sky. So, like, the, the sky at night is like a bright, it's like a burgundy. Like that's how like red the sky gets at night. And then in the morning time, the sky is like green and it kinda adds on to that sort of nuclear holocaust theme. But I'm playing that. I'm like, hey, I wanna see what's going on YouTube. Cause I'm saying to myself, I feel like recording, but I just need something to record about. So I go on to YouTube, I'm seeing what's going on. And then this video popped up and I'm like, oh shit. Because, like I said, the Adam 22 in academic situation started really, if you want to be technical in my opinion, it started from academics saying all that crazy shit about um, uh, Adam's wife right, and he secretly held a grudge against academics and like I said Adam 22 seems like a person who is passive aggressive, where he'll say some slick shit, but he won't specify what he's talking about. It's like, if you don't catch on to what he's saying, then you won't know what he's saying, but he'll say a lot of slick shit. And throughout the time, he was saying a lot of uh, slick shit about academics. At the time, I'm thinking nothing of it because these guys are like competitors in a sense to where they're competing against each other for that hip hop supremacy, right? But no, Adam held on to a grudge. Act knew nothing about it. But once the dick pic was sent by, I want to say academics is X academics. I mean, not academics. Adam 22 took it and ran with it. So I'm just going to call him 22 now, because academics and Adam always gets mixed up. So 22 takes the pick. We talked about it on the episode with um, the Adam and Wax show, which by the way was audible. If it wasn't for the clip that I played at the time that was fucking trash, I would have never went through the Adam and academic situation. But anyway, now he goes through 22, goes no jumper, Adam and Wax show, And they spend 45 minutes talking about it. It did nothing. And this is the reason why this is weird to me. Since nobody's seen the picture besides Adam, we're only going off of what Adam is saying. Not that we even care about the man's private part. But the point I'm making is he saw the picture. He's the only one that saw the picture. And he's talking about it. And everybody's reacting to it. And then a later clip of New Jumper, shout out to D Flame, DW Flame. um, And Brick Baby was alongside um, Adam22, and they were talking about the situation. But one of these, like, Easter eggs, if you will, Adam kept mentioning something about Boom. And I'm like, what about Boom? Like, is Boom working for New Jumper now? did, like, is that what's happening? Did he, like, I don't know. But then I come to find out, like, this motherfucker's out here really, like, touching girls and shit at Walmart. Weird. But, uh, enough of me talking. I want y'all to just listen through this. I'll talk briefly about the details in general, but it's not a good look.
2: I know Chiggs is in here recording this. No Chig Smooth in here, right? So whatever you okay. say. You
1: know And shout out to Chig Smooth, alright? Chig's Smooth, responsible for the content.
2: Alright?
0: And everything up there. Whatever you say, Chig's gonna be on YouTube with it, man ah man the saddest thing about betrayal is that it never comes from your enemies more times than not it'll come from somebody very close to you now two nights ago academics went on live stream to address the low boom situation the first video came out of him in the produce section doing some weird shit act calls out low boom says the video looks weird he was very disappointed that a video of that stature even exists but act did not completely write off low boom he asked him on live stream is there a video that exists of you in the cosmetic section low boom's Shut up lies to his face, tells him no, and then later on in the stream says, Well, if there is, there's not one of me touching a girl. Fast forward to yesterday, a video of low boom in the cosmetic section finally drops and it looks worse. The video shows Lil Boom just hovering around a girl that was looking at something in the cosmetic section. Mm-hmm. The video also shows Lil Boom extend his arm and what looks like him just sneak taking pictures. Now, Lil Boom also wow. said on stream that he did not have any videos or pictures on his phone. So wow. at this point, if you're academics, you gotta feel disappointed, you gotta feel hurt. I basically put my neck on the line trying to give you grace and you lied to me in front of thousands. You gotta realize something too, man. Like academics took this
1: nigga with him everywhere. Um, I remember him being on fresh and fit. You know what I mean? Right alongside academics. And this is when academics first started coming to fresh and fit. So you can kind of tell that, and I'm not sounding weird when I say this, but it's like a lot of grooming going on with academics and boom, in a sense to where he's trying to set him up, you know, to get to the next level along with him. Because academics, regardless of what anybody says about him, he appears to be very loyal to the people that support him. Which of course, in this case, comes at a fault. Because, and it's funny when he was saying, he's like, yo, I gotta start giving niggas background checks now just to hang out with me. And honestly, dog, you should have been doing that from the beginning. Unless you got niggas, right, that you grew up with and not even because growing up with somebody don't really mean you're cool with him. But when I mean you grew up with him like, you know him, he knows you, right? You've been around niggas long enough to where you can tell when niggas is lying, when niggas is not being truthful. Will you be around people and study their body language? Pause. When you study their body language and you can see when they're talking about something that they really don't know nothing about, they look at the ground. Pants level. That's where they look. They don't, they don't look you eye to eye. But some people are really good at lying. So they, they they know all the tricks of the trade. But you can't lie about touching some kids, bro, like on some weird, like, creepy take picture shit, like real life predator shit, nigga, like, I'm Chris Hansen, have a seat type of shit, right? Like, you can't do that. That's not cool, bro. I don't give a fuck who you are. And, you know, the consequences, I mean, he's already, like, fucked. His reputation is finished. But even people who are, like, dedicated, because I don't know too much about Boom. I remember hearing Boom a lot on a lot of uh, academics, his old, like, Twitch streams from, like, 2003, I mean, 2013, bro. Like, that's how far back the shit is. Like, it's over 10 years, man. <coughs> so for Ak, he took it hard because he's saying to himself, damn, this is a nigga that I knew. This is a nigga that I was cool with. You know what I mean? This is a nigga that he considers himself cool with. And then the entire time he doing some weird shit, man, that's fucked up. Like, I feel bad for academics in this situation. I didn't feel bad for him. Honestly, to be honest with you, I didn't feel bad about his boys fucking his girl because number one, it wasn't his girl. It was a girl he was talking back and forth with for like two years. So it wasn't really his girl. And she's not yours. It's just your turn. Like, that's just what it is. But because the reason why I feel bad about him in this situation and not the other situation is your judgment of friends and the people that you've had alongside of you were the people that fucked the girl that you sent over to your house. And I guarantee you haven't even evaluated. You haven't even evaluated that yet. I can tell. So now you go from two of your homeboys smashing your chick to like three weeks later, close to a month later, your homeboy, Lil Boom, is doing some weird shit. Like, that's going to... Like, imagine knowing somebody for over 10 years, right? And you form a bond with that person. As a man, you find another man and you form a bond with that person. Pause. Y'all know what I mean. Like, almost like brotherly bond, right? And y'all ride it out through the fake and Fan for like 10 years, 5 years, 15 years. And then you find out that the homie that you call your boy, your brother, is out here doing some weird pedophilia shit, bro. Like
0: that's, that's a ton of bricks to the chest, man. People. So after refusing to take accountability, Ack went on live stream to basically denounce Lil Boom. Here's what he said.
2: I feel horrible for the for the people that were in Lil So for the record, in case I came off wishy-washy yesterday, last time I was on stream, the Academy has zero ties to Lobo. This is the problem with
1: that. It seems like he's trying to appease his fans more than handle his personal situation. Now, this is just a nigga from the outside looking in. You know, when a nigga with the reach, like... A nigga with the reach, like, academics... <clears throat> it comes to a point where it's almost as if you're trying to appease the people that really just want to see you crash out any fucking way. But it should be obvious that you're, you don't plan on doing anything with little boom. Like, I mean, the shit that he's accused of is inexcusable. I don't even want to talk about it. The shit like that really bothers me. Shit like that really irks me. Yo. I, I really can't even go too deep in the situation, but just know that it's some real like predatory scumbag, like like Amber's list, like Amber alert
2: type of activity that this nigga was doing, man. For real, for real. We disavow all of his actions. We're not fucking with that. There's zero pleas to be copped. There is zero, let. it's, if it wasn't for my friendship, I wouldn't have even say, hey, let's even wait for another video. I told you yesterday, it already looked too weird. He said he had the full footage, which was, by the way, I felt so duped just because, nigga. And and this is another thing.
1: With Lil Boom, he wanted act to just believe him on his word. That's Lil Boom. Lil Boom wanted act to just believe him on his word, even though he was lying. Because in any other situation, you can use some manipulation tactic like, damn, bro, I knew you for this long. You coming at me like this? And that's probably what Lil Boom did. And Act, for a split second, was like, yeah, you're right, man. ain't no way you're doing no crazy shit like that. Then apparently 1090 Jake was like, hey, nah, you might want to check this out, buddy. And put a whole lot of smut on Brother's name. Hopefully this shit is true. Hopefully it stayed. If not, that's a defamation of character lawsuit right there, kid. It's definitely a defamation um, type of situation. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like it, it doesn't look, it doesn't make act look better to say what he said because number one, this is like the situation where, matter of fact, it's nearly identical. Let me, let me explain. <clears throat> so when act was talking about one of his homegirls that got smashed by his homeboys that was at the house, And his homeboys weren't truthful to him and said, yeah, we smashed her. We did this. She was drunk. She was down for it. We didn't know that y'all was really together like that. They, they didn't say none of that. They just lied. No, we didn't touch her. We didn't do nothing. The nigga had the footage. He saw it. Like, yo, homeboys was running down on the bitch, bro. Like, that should be like, yo, real shit. Like, that should be your wake-up call right there, my brother. Like, right there. Like, that's it. Cut tides immediately. Nigga, like... You can't be, you can't be at a point where you're a big act, bro. You're a big act. Like you're that nigga. You're a big act right now, right? Okay. You can't let yourself be spoiled over a fucking fight. Like what's wrong with you? You got to shake these niggas up sometimes. Because look, man, you allow bitches and see like, this is the thing. like, and, and And I already brought this up and I've already held act accountable in a sense to where number one, the alcoholism brother, like if you drank into a point where you don't remember a bitch calling a bitch over to your house, you might want to chill out on the liquor for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Recuperate. This nigga said that he was drinking. I remember this shit. He said he'd been drinking for 10 years, nonstop since he graduated, uh, since he graduated college. I'm like, God damn, bro. That's wild. My Nick, like that's wild. Like, you can't talk about any other drug addict besides maybe heroin. So potheads and, and drunk people tend to agree that heroin is not necessarily the best drug out there. You know, not even coke. Like, like niggas look at that. Like, I've always looked at shit like that as weird. Like, to me, that's not even something that I would ride with. Let alone alcohol because, you know, alcohol impairs judgment. You know what I mean? It don't matter how long you've drunk you may think you're in control and then completely black out, do some stupid shit, wake up the next day in a fucking alleyway somewhere behind a dumpsters near Sears or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like alcohol and women, just a bad combination. Alcohol and women have always been a bad combination way before the Me Too, the, um, you know, the woman's always innocent movement, like way before that. Women and alcohol are a bad mix, but he didn't learn from that. Right? He passes out drunk at like nine o'clock at night. Gets woken up at what four o'clock in the morning, like, yo, we need to be let out. So this nigga got the Illuminati, he got the Bruce Wayne Illuminati house and shit where the gates open at and shit. Probably got the big A on there. Big Ack. You know what I mean? The big the, the big A for Ack Alright. But yeah, man. It seems like the nigga is taking L's, man and not personal losses, but it's still losses nevertheless. Academics is definitely taking losses right now.
2: It's not good. If you had the full footage, why tell me at the end of five hours of gaslighting me, bro? It is abundantly clear. And I'm gonna speak directly. I'm not mincing words. Lil' Boom needs help. It's not trolling. It's not drugs. It's not. Oh, it just happened. To, no. And I'm, I'm going to be very clear about this. I want nobody copping police. I watched someone stalk women Sick. in store. Sick. Try to record them. Predator. Without their consent. Predator. Compromising positions. Continually make them feel uncomfortable. And even after he got caught.
0: Still brazenly did it. Now towards the end of the stream, Act gets a text from Lil Boom. He pauses for a brief moment before reading the text message, then proceeds to read the text message out loud and immediately gets off stream. Here's a video. He uh,
2: he, uh texted me. Here we go. He said, you
0: know, listen, Act.
1: listen to this. I'm uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, yo. And like I said, when I first saw this, I kind of laughed, but then I thought about it, like, damn. That got to be fucked up. Like I said, a nigga you knew. And I don't even know how long they knew each other, but I know that it's been over uh, it's been over 10 years. I know that for a fact. I know they've been close for at least over 10 years, man. So, you know, it's like... Just think, like, even, like, a family member. Like, a family member that you like, and then you find out that, you know, motherfucker's doing some weird shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like like how that changes a person. You know, luckily for Act, I mean, I hate to sound like Actually I don't. Like, at least it at least it ain't family, my nigga. It's the only way I can look at it. And you wasn't like. You was close to him, but you wasn't that close to him to know everything about him. You feel me? So it isn't really Act's fault, but it could have easily been collateral towards act. You know, this can ruin acts reputation just off of his close friend that they know because in certain interviews, he's right alongside of him. So that's rough, man. And you know what's crazy here? You got one of the guys, one of the only niggas that's in the hip hop industry right now that was pointing out the diddy shit. And that was really going in, in detail and then come to find out your homeboy is doing some similar, even weirder shit. You know, freak offs is, is like one thing. You know, um, taking pictures of minors, harassing minors, sexually assaulting minors, that's not good, man. And the shit was all caught in HD,
2: sick. I'm going or say it only to you, nobody else and apologize to you for not telling beforehand and basically making you look stupid. You helped me through so much. And I looked at you like a big brother I heard you say get help, but I want you to know since that day, I've gotten help and I've grown so much since then. I quit smoking. So, and this is my problem with
1: this whole situation. Now, apparently this situation happened years ago. This doesn't make the situation better. Especially if the home, especially if homeboy was still of adult age, like if he was seventeen doing this shit, like yeah, like my nigga, that's weird. But you don't really reach predator level unless you're older, right? Am I? Am, is that just me? Like, think about it. <clears throat> so let's say a seventeen year old is in the mall taking pictures of girls when they're not looking, right? Do you call him a creep? Do you call him a predator? Well, he could be a creep, but not really a predator or not a child predator, because technically he's still a child himself legally. In this situation, I have a feeling that he was not a teenager when he was doing this. And because the situation happened long ago, he didn't feel that he needed to address it or he didn't feel like he needed to to say everything Online. The problem is, anything you do today, and this is similar to what I've said before when it comes to like Big Brother and shit, like Big Brother is everywhere. We are Big Brother. We spy on one another as US citizens. We'll rat each other out as US citizens. We became the agents of the US. And the consequences of that is, whatever you do depending on where you are you are always being watched and this sounds crazy but let's say little boom had blown up like if he was if he was, if he was doing music and reached a certain level and was alongside academics and then this situation would have happened academics would have been so worst off. Because he he'd be taking a direct loss. In this situation, he can kind of go, damn. You know, I did all this shit and, you know, come to find out the nigga was weird. He was a creep. I'm just going to say what I need to say and move on after that. That's all you can do. Because you constantly talking about it. It's not that it makes you look guilty, but it makes people look at you because then they say, well, damn, you knew this nigga for that long. How did you know he was on some creep shit? You know, that pops up. But yeah, this is a fucked up situation, for sure.
2: Got off drugs and changed my whole life around. What I did was wrong. Indirectly or not, I was just not in the right headspace whatsoever. I wish you the best in your life and in the future. I'm going to continue to better myself and take this as a growing experience.
0: sad situation. The pain that comes from feeling betrayed by a very close friend is definitely one of the worst pains you can experience. Do you think that's it? I mean and this is my thing. I get it. Alright. You've been betrayed
1: but do you think that's the real reason that he's upset? Think about what academics and I'm making this point and this will probably be a different perspective that nobody will ever use but think about it like this. Your whole thing about the industry is exposing these niggas and talking about what these niggas is really doing and how these hoes is really sucking dick to get to the top. That's academics, the act crash academics that we all love, right? You stand on the opposing end of people like Diddy and the heinous shit that Diddy was allegedly doing to Cassie and to others allegedly. Only to find out that your homeboy is involved. It's not like he's doing the same shit. He's doing worse. That's worse, bro. That's worse. That's worse. Any, any sexual communication with minors, like any, anything like that, like taking pictures of minors and stalking and sexually assaulting my, like that shit's a no go. If that niggas from any hood, niggas in his hood should beat this nigga the fuck up, bro. Like you don't do that. Like that's weird. And, and niggas is niggas reach a point to where they go to Miami and go on the Fresh and Fit show. This is the type of dudes that's going on the Fresh and Fit show. Predators, weirdos. Something to be said. I'm just saying. And um, you know. Uh, costume alphas like Sneeko, who's red pill one minute and gone the next. You know, shit like that. always got to throw a cheap shot into Fresh and Fit. That's just what I do. You know what I mean? But, fucked up situation. But I don't think academics... Yeah, matter of fact, I do think that ties in because the betrayal thing has been a theme with academics. It's almost like there's a, a weird curse on academics because... Three of your friends snake you in a matter of one month, my nigga. Three of your friends snake you, brother, in a matter of a month. Somebody send this to academics. He need to hear this shit. Somebody send this to academics. He need to hear this shit. Three of your homeboys snake you in one month. It's time to reevaluate your circle, brother. That's all. See, niggas like me, I'm a lone wolf for real. And I've had my years of being social and hanging out with people, but I always looked at it as there's a time and place for everything. And honestly, for me, it's just money. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's it's just money. And, And I know that sounds crazy to people, and I don't worship money, but I'm saying I prioritize money in terms of bettering myself, right? And I don't I don't really feel the need to have a group of so-called friends when I know out of five friends, maybe two of them are going to be down. Two of them out of five are going to be down. It's always the two out of five method. All the youngsters out there, young niggas, if y'all got like five or six, what you think are solid friends, in reality, you got two. Given the circumstances, given certain situations, a lot of niggas is going to flake off, man. A lot of people ain't going to be down with you like they say they are. But you can't get upset about it. You can just take it as, like, you know, it's a part of the game. You know, charge it to the game and keep on playing. Like, that's because in reality, if you never did anybody wrong in that situation, you got nothing to be upset about. They're the ones that got to be upset. Especially if you're proceeding to move forward, they're going to need you before you need them. But being betrayed by three of your homeboys in a matter of one month, not even 30 days, technically. Yeah, you got to reevaluate your homeboys, man. That shit's crazy. It's crazy. You know what, and and it's sad, it's a sad situation. You know, it's a sad situation
0: is up there with heartbreak this was a person that ACK trusted he was very close to him boom was actually supposed to be a very important part of the academy so to lie to me gaslight me for hours and then lie to me again that's something that you need some time to process also a lot of people feel like that text boom sense was manipulation 101 it was meant to pull some emotional sympathy from ACK. if you truly got the help you needed after this host
1: sounds about right Also, I wanted to also mention something for for those that's you know, paying attention to the situation. (coughs) Academics has the live stream where he's talking to Boom, right? Boom said something that was very interesting. And in my mind, I couldn't really put together why it was interesting. But now I know. Mastermind manipulation, right? He goes, he goes, and for the future, I'm not depressed, I'm not sad, I'm not suicidal. So this is like sort of manipulation tactics to where Ak is supposed to believe that, oh man, you know, boom is really down from this situation, man. People are really gumming at him, and he might be, you know, depressed and all that shit. So he might back off. So, you know, this is like manipulation, man. Crazy. It's worse when you're in relationships with women that are manipulative. With guys, you got to realize a man can't really manipulate another man unless it's a bond, like a family type of bond in which you let certain niggas slide with shit that you wouldn't let other people slide with. Like, damn, this nigga's down on his luck. I'm going to just give him 200 just off the strength. Because realistically, in a situation like that, you already know a nigga's not gonna be able to pay you back, but that's not the point. You know, for you, it could be just about looking looking a friend out or looking out somebody in general, because God forbid if you ever get in that situation. You see, that's the reason why we should help one another. We shouldn't help one another so we can feel better about ourselves. Or a celebrity that gives money to charity and has to announce it just to get some publicity. It's fucking it's sickening. And these people don't do it out of the kindness of their hearts because they're wicked people. But in a situation where you help somebody that, you know, you know, will not help, will not return the favor, but you do it. You do it in spite of yourself, in spite of what you really want to do. And that's telling to kick rocks. But you may have a soft spot and you may have been in a similar situation to where you didn't have nobody helping you out. Or maybe you were in a situation to where you thought you didn't have anybody help you out and it's the people you least expected. Fuck your friends, fuck your homeboys. That shit ain't, listen man, until niggas really down and out and don't got shit, don't got nothing, don't got a pot to piss in or the window to throw out of, niggas don't know what true friendship is. Niggas going through hard times, homeboys getting shot up, going to a cousin's funeral, that gets shot up. Like niggas don't, like that, all that shit in reality, like, when your so-called friends are around you when at your darkest time, then those are your real friends. I mean, you get a new car, you get a new job, you get money, you get some weed, you get whatever, you flexing. you going to have the so-called friends around you. But what if you have nothing? What if you have nothing? Think about the people you hang out with. Are those people gonna be down with you? Very important question. I had to ask myself that question and I came to the conclusion that no, nah, I don't really have close friends like that. It wasn't a, I wasn't sad about it. I was actually grateful that God gave me that insight. At that moment, I didn't know what I was thinking or what I was doing, but I realized that, and there were several situations to where I was in a jam and I was really in a fucked up position and none of my so-called friends helped. Not that I not that I really expected it at the time. It was just as I got older, I it stuck with me. And it made me think of the time that I wasted with people that I thought were my friends or women that I thought were trustworthy and it wasn't the case. And at that time, you know, the immaturity, you're mad at them, but you're not thinking, well, I'm the one that allowed this person to get this close. I'm the one that allowed the person to do what they do and to manipulate me and use me and dispose of me. And that's a hard thing. And that's why I say a lot of women aren't really able to do that. They're not able to be accountable. And for men, it's a tough pill to swallow, but we have to deal with it in order to move forward or we just become robotic. In a sense to where like in relationships, Men are expected to do things, but what happens if a man is there and does everything that the woman except, uh, expects her to, expects him to do? Is she gonna stick around? Of course not. That's gonna be boring to her. A man who's always kind, a man who's always pleasant, that's gonna dry a woman up like a raisin. You know, you know what I'm saying, like. I'm going to be dried up like a raisin dealing with a man like that. But with this situation, man, it's like a loss. It's like a death, right? Y'all never been in a situation to where somebody you was cool with did you so wrong that the only thing that you can do is walk away from them to prevent yourself from doing something that you don't want to do? Y'all ever reached that point to where somebody betrayed you in such a way that if you remain alongside this person, you will physically cause harm to them. See, a lot of people never felt that type of betrayal before. You know what I'm saying? You're around people and you think you're cool with them. You think they cool with you. Y'all talking, y'all communicating and everything you telling them, they telling your opposition. Everything you telling them, they telling other people. That they know, the people that they know that you don't fuck with, they telling them. Or niggas want to do some weird shit, try to set niggas up. You know what I'm saying? Like, really try to, like, jam niggas, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, That's a painful feeling. And in order for you to stay in one piece, and in order for you to stay sane and stay whole, you can't, you can't you can't be about revenge all the time. Sometimes you can. Sometimes the best revenge that you can have is just by succeeding. When I started doing shit, and I stopped giving a fuck about, you know, whatever grudges I had or whatever issues I had with people, and I just focused on making money, I just became, I, I, I just didn't, I don't know how to put it, like, I automatically just don't have time for the bullshit and the drama and the theatrical bullshit. I just don't have time for it. So for me, I kind of just I bow out like, cool. You know, if, if, if somebody like like, for example, I'll give you a best example. I had this was like this was like four years ago. So I had some weed. Well, I had a lot of weed. I had like an ounce. Homeboy was just let me was let me hold ounces at a time at that time, and um, you know he would only charge me like maybe like one eighty. Sometimes I hold two ounces and then owe him um, three sixty, right? So niggas, the nigga in my area. Knew that I was getting weed, like knew I had a lot of weed. But he also knew that I wasn't selling weed, right? I don't sell weed because even now it's just too, it's tacky, you know what I'm saying? These other government officials and and, and these people, they want to tax you out of of your money to get some weed. You know, I don't want to be the tax-free weed guy. I'm losing more product and not making enough money. What the niggas is tweaking? But niggas knew I had weed. So I I'm in my car recording or I'm just in my car smoking. If the weather was nice, I'd just be at the car wash right now washing my car, right? That's just this is the shit I do on Saturdays, right? But I was in my car one night I was smoking. Nigga walks up and I'm recording too walks up, knocks on the window. So I pause the video. I'm I'm like, yeah, what's up? Oh, what's good, bro? What are you doing? I'm like, what's up? Cause I, cause niggas like, yeah, the the thing that bothers me with just people in general. And I honestly, not just niggas, but especially niggas in this situation, motherfuckers always really want to like small talk their way into a question. Nigga, just ask the goddamn question. If you ask me for a cigarette, if I have it, I'll give you a cigarette just so you can leave me the fuck alone, so I can keep recording. You feel me? Like I don't want a fake um, NPC conversation just for you to ask for a cigarette. And it's like it's like NPC. It's like fucking Fallout, right? It's like you get the dialogue box, the fucking the pick. You know the best option for you at the moment. You just give them the cigarette so they get out of the way. You know shit like that. But don't, don't try to like, cause I don't, I don't like small talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I like small talk on a podcast, but in real fucking life, like I can do without the small talk, my niggas. You know what I mean? Like motherfuckers be talking about real issues and subjects here. You know what I'm saying? But when niggas like, niggas that you help out on the regular, right, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this. The niggas that you help out on a regular, right? When you're down and out and you ask them for something and they have an attitude about it, that's when you know, cut them off. Cut them off. Because it's not even about being petty, but you can easily bring up situations like, yeah, bro, I helped you out this time, that time. You know, not to be petty, but just to point out the facts. But when you down and out, niggas ain't trying to help you. And then niggas is getting an attitude? Like, oh, okay. That's when you can't deal with niggas like that. Like, okay, now I get it. Hopefully, Act gets it. More importantly, hopefully, Act gets it. Because, uh, Bud, enough is enough, my nigga. God damn. Three of your homeboys snaked you? Like, God, like, what do you. Maybe you got to hang out with Andrew Tate or something like hang out with uh CEO fresh and Myron Gaines, go to Miami or some shit and just hang out with them. Hang out with the people that you secretly despise, because I, I can never understand this whole situation where. And see, this is what I get. This is what I don't get. Right. So Kanye West did a lot of interviews aside of Nick Fuentes. Nick Fuentes is a so-called white nationalist. Why would Kanye West be standing next to a nationalist? And he's against... But then again, they're both against the small hat people, uh, the Khazards, the wicked Jews, not to be confused with the righteous Jews. So maybe there's that. I don't know. I I, I never understood that. But then on a similar but kind of different situation, you got DJ Academics... Who talks badly about the red pill every chance that somebody mentions the red pill? But he hangs out on the Fresh and Fit podcast, known red pill content creators, or at least the, or at least the griftosphere. They're more grifto. They're more grifto though. They're the grifto bros. The grifto bros. Yep. Yeah, you know I mean. But yeah, academics, loss after loss after loss after loss, man. Terrible. Now we're going to move on to Tisa Tells. And she's going to tell us about Dave Chappelle and what Dave Chappelle had to say about Cat Williams. It it should get spicy. Shout out to Tisa Tells. I don't know if she's black, I don't know if she's Hispanic. I do know that she is a solid eight and a half or nine out of 10. Just my personal opinion. All right. She's high up within the sexual market value, the SMV, as the red pillars used to say. Before the grifters came in and sold y'all niggas uh, fucking lessons and shit and and, and training courses. Guys are pathetic. Anyway, Tisa Tells, let's get it.
3: Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy Saturday. Now, wake on up because Dave Chappelle has come, and maybe he got some words to say about Cat Williams now. Before you get into it, just know, Dave Chappelle literally said, yo, Cat's my buddy. He's my friend. He's my boo However, he has some interesting things to say about Cat Williams and what he said. I'm going to play you guys the audio in a second. But one thing I thought that was very, very interesting is the fact that Dave Chappelle said he agrees with everything Cat Williams is saying. He believes that Cat Williams was telling the truth. He just thinks that Cat Williams was being mean. To which I got to say.
1: <clears throat> I mean, for all we know, and, and, and shout out to Dave Chappelle, because Dave Chappelle and, and this weird sort of like Hollywood Conspiracy Iceberg, which Hollywood Conspiracy Iceberg. Uh, Let me save that. I got to come up with different iceberg names because I'm getting in. I'm getting more into the icebergs. Always. I was thought I was thinking about the video game iceberg, my personal video game iceberg. Right. So I'm going to write that down. And then I said Hollywood conspiracy iceberg. So right now I got two icebergs that I'll be using. I don't know which one, but I'm gonna end up doing one tomorrow. I think I'm just gonna do video games for now. Cause I talked about enough Hollywood and things going on with Cat Williams and Kevin Hart, but I still stay on it because it's pretty interesting to see how everything is unraveling, right? People are still in jokes. People are still in show ideas. As Cat Williams says, Steve Harvey has a man unit. He had a man unit. I had no idea what a man unit was. That sounds weird, my nigga. It sounds weird, all right? It sounds wild, gizzy, all right? Let's just say it like that. It sounds very weird, Uh, a man unit. Um, But we might save the hollywood i called it hollywood conspiracy iceberg i might save that for uh sometime next week but i think i want to go over the video game iceberg and this is how i'll do it i'll go through some of the noteworthy vintage games we'll go from technically nintendo sega then we'll go to N64, then we'll probably go to Dreamcast, then we'll go to the original Xbox, then we'll go to the 360, we'll work our way up. Now, in this list, I'm gonna be honest with you, I may not mention PlayStation 5 or 3 because I did not have those consoles, but I'll mention other consoles and some favorite games that I like, and it will be categorized and subcategorized. That will be my project for tonight and tomorrow. So when I go in the house, I'm going to come up with, I think I'm going to stick to five levels of the video games, but I'm going to have subcategories. Like, for example, with level one, level two, level three, level four, level five, they'll be one category or a representation of one console. So number one would be games for the PS1. And number two will be games for the xbox one and then number three will be games for the playstation 2. you see where i'm going at yeah that's how i'm going to do it so i think i'm gonna do that i have that saved so now let's just go back into the uh the hollywood fuckery i have a lot to say about this when this is done
3: how are you being mean to people that knew because deja beau said what charlotte williams said is true took from you stole from you did all the stuff and then when you come back to clear your name you're the wrong one Dave Chappelle also said right that he could tell some stories too because but he's not because he never told on anyone and i said what's going on with community comedians they make their livelihood out of being controversial after getting people in getting people in their feelings and then saying It's just a joke, calm down. Now, don't get me wrong. I love listening to comedians, but I find it odd that Dave Chappelle is telling Cat, and I'm a fan of Dave Chappelle, is telling Cat Williams, he should have took it easy on Cedric and them because they old and you hurt the feelings. Dave, your whole skit is uh, offending every single community. Y'all,
1: Big difference, though. It it isn't something that women, no disrespect to women, but something that y'all don't understand about comedy. The reason why you like Dave Chappelle and the reason why you like Cat Williams is because they're outrageous, because they say things that ruffle feathers. All right. The major difference between what Dave Chappelle is doing on stage. And to how Dave Chappelle feels in reality are two different things. That's the beauty in the art form of being a comic and being a comedian. And the reason why I say most women don't understand it is because most women aren't funny. I mean, that's, I mean, let's just be honest. Most women aren't funny. It's not funny. They're not funny, and by default, they're not funny. Now, women can be goofy, and some things that women can do can make you laugh, like, oh, that's funny. But she doesn't think it's funny. She's saying, why are you laughing at me? Because you're silly. You know, because you're you're an idiot. Cause you're, Cause you're a dummy You're a simpleton So I laugh at you But you're not funny You won't say nothing that I laugh at I, I mean you may say something like stupid That I'll laugh at And I can say you're funny But not in a comedic way You're funny in a bitch are you fucking Mentally retarded way Are you following me? Y- y'all get it right? Hopefully you understand it But Dave Chappelle Did a lot of uh, you know, offensive jokes about the trans community and, you know, the LGB, ABC, e, X, Y, and Z family. But people know, oh, this is Dave Chappelle. Like, nigga don't really, come on, stop. This is Dave Chappelle we're talking about. You know, one day, I'm going to go through some comedians right in the past and some of the things that they would say about gay people if this shit was ever even mimicked today it would be a problem these people would be canceled overnight their accounts would get banned the media would go against them he's a part of a hate group he has x y and c phobia right But the reality of it is some people can get away with saying some things at some certain times. When you're a comedian, a lot of these comedians, Cat Williams and Dave Chappelle, are probably at the top of this list, along with Eddie Griffin. We went over Eddie Griffin um, sometime earlier this week, past week. Um, These people who can be brutally honest, but can be hilarious. Creative, innovative, they're 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 my generation's OGs. Like how other older people, ten years older than me, would say Steve Harvey, Bernie Mac, and those people would be considered their OGs in comedy. For me, it's Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams, um. You know, Eddie Griffin, you know, the legends, like the late great Patrice O'Neal is definitely in that list. Patrice O'Neal, and I played Patrice O'Neal before, but I think I'm going to play uh some more of his his stand-up as well because his comedy is so brutally honest that it's almost not funny, but it's hilarious at the same time. I can't I can't explain it. It's brutally honest, which makes it hilarious because realistically, it's not supposed to be funny. Like any person that talks to you, like the way that he's talking to people on stage, you would have thought that he was a fucking maniac. But in reality, the shit that he was talking about when it came to the separation of men and women, he was spot on and he was talking to, he died. he died, he died November, 2011, guys. He was ahead of his time, way ahead of his time. But it's weird that these like these comedians are almost like I hate to say it. You know, I haven't used this word in a while. Shout out. Shout out to thought crimes. I haven't used this word in a while, but, you know, a lot of black czar, a lot of gatekeeping czar activity going on. Respectfully, a whole lot of gatekeeping and a whole lot of czar activity going on by these black. Uh, these black talents. Now, here's what I think. Cuz I've seen cuz you got to you got to say to yourself, how does a nigga like Cat Williams, right, who's not a part of any sort of secret cabal, he's take he's taking pictures with NFL stars and professional wrestlers and movie stars how does a man glow up he didn't blow up because he was already big he was big throughout the time when he wasn't big because a comedian or somebody with talent like cat williams people don't forget cat williams people never forgotten cat williams There was even times when, you know, he was going through the situations. And I said to myself, like, damn, man, I wonder where the fuck Cat Williams is at. Because at the time, man, his stand up game was on point. His shit was he's his shit was at the top, in my opinion. And some people, you know, you kind of let I think with some people as human beings, we allow others to be egotistical, we allow others to be arrogant as long as they're good at what they do. How do you think Kanye West gets away with going on fucking Instagram and having a fucking 15 to 30 minute rant about Jewish people and about essentially being blackballed because of his judgment of Jewish people? Like people allow it like okay that's Kanye nigga like y'all didn't know Kanye felt this way like yeah that's Kanye West whatever nothing that Kanye West says anymore shocks me right nothing that this nigga says going forward will ever shock me and have me go whoa cause the nigga been saying like the nigga's been shot out niggas know Kanye West been shot out Nigga be cooking low key, but not really. Like the heat hasn't turned all the way up. He's like halfway cooking. Like it's 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 a weird situation with him. Like you don't know where he's going with a lot of shit he's saying. You know, because one minute it can be about the Jews, and the next minute it can be about his new sneaker and shit. So you don't know how niggas is really rocking. You know what I mean? Dave Chappelle. And the importance of Dave Chappelle, and this would be a, I'm, I'm going to save this, right? Because I was talking about the iceberg for the Hollyweird conspiracy. Dave Chappelle would have to be at the very bottom at the last level because he's the first black celebrity to go out on a public show, let alone Oprah Winfrey's show, and talk about the secret ritual that he didn't have any idea about at the time of the man in his dress. And this exploded, not, not, not necessarily right away. People kind of just went, Oh yeah. You know what? There is a coincidence. There is a lot of niggas wearing dresses and all this shit. Like people were putting it together, but they really weren't speaking on it. And then years later you got Cat Williams who just got done exposing the mansion parties in one of his standups. Now going out there and referencing Dave Chappelle, like yeah, Dave Chappelle didn't wear the dress, but by the way, you can see a show. Dave Chappelle had a dress on, but we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get to that in a second. Hold on.
3: Mm-mm. You can't do that. You can't do this. Anyway.
2: Right, let's go. Yo, D-Ray, D-Ray, D-Ray. My... D-Ray, let me tell you something. good Yo, I sat right, true. I sat right there. I sat right there. Wait, 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 wait. Yo, I am excited. Woo, somebody got some exclusive footage. Shout out to Rec TV. By the
1: way, D-Ray is like very, I don't want to use the term overrated, but I think there is like a weird, like the whole Nick Cannon thing, the only people that really broke out from that was Corey Holcomb. But even like, even Corey Holcomb to an extent, some people will only know that nigga from Wild Out. Some niggas may not even know that he's a comedian. Now, no diss to Corey Holcomb, although I found his opinion on the cat Williams thing to be a little bit on the fence and you know, uh, uh, these Negroes, cause he was, he was already talking about Corey Holcomb was already talking about Stephen A. Smith and Jason Whitlock and their beef. And here's my thing on it. I don't give a fuck about either people. Um, Jason Whitlock's show is informative when he wants it to be informative but other than that, you know, if Stephen A. Smith, I hear him say a lot of real shit about the black on black crimes and shit. I do pay attention to when he's cooked. He does cook. He does cook. Stephen A. Smith does cook. But just like Kanye West, he ain't really turning up the temperature like that. The only nigga that we've seen turn up the temperature in such a way that it shook up the comedy world. It shook up the entertainment world. It fucking just obliterated the Internet and YouTube itself. It's Cat Williams. Now, of course, a lot of people weren't going to be too happy about that because, hey, here's a guy who hasn't been in movies in this amount of time. He hasn't really been in the public for this amount of time, but now he's out there, out and about. And here's my thing. Um, D-Ray, I think he's going to defend Cat Williams, but here's my problem with the whole situation. It's an obvious clout chase, right? If you like Cat Williams, it's a clout chase because then you can say, yeah, Cat Williams is right about this, right about that. And, I mean, for all for all purposes, I mean, do your thing. Like, I'm, I'm pretty much on that level where, you know, I gave Cat Williams his credit for just being able to say what he had to say and how he said it. And for the people that got it, they got it. For the people that don't, watch the shit again. I'm not really with the uh, the Willie D. What was that? The Willie D. What was that? Um, it's the nigga from Ghetto Boys. That was the worst interview. Like like I, there's the interview with Shannon Sharp on Fire. Shannon Sharp just said a few things. Let the brother speak, and it was a solid interview, right? The Willie D. Interview has had to been like the the like the day and night version like it was just a complete shit show he asked some of the worst questions talked about some of the dumbest subjects and it was just like one of those things where sometimes it's not really about the person being interviewed it's about the interviewer and what ways and what creative ways and what different questions can that person ask that the person being interviewed was never asked before kind of catches them off guard, like oh you know what i mean because you would has you would ask like stupid questions like hey what's the next project or what's the next stand-up you're working on or what are you going to talk about in the next you know dumb shit like that you know niggas really know like hey man what's your favorite strand of weed to smoke my nigga what's your favorite strand because you know cat williams smoke like what's your favorite strand of cannabis brother like because niggas don't, niggas don't get asked that question. Like, niggas go, what the fuck? Like, yeah, we don't care about your movies and entertainment. We want to know at the moment how you feel about a certain scenario, certain people, certain situations. If you got a movie to, uh, to, to fucking promote, promote the movie. If you got to stand up, promote that. But this interview is going to be about smoking weed, playing video games. Bad bitches. That's what people like, you know. Why would why would people want to sit back and hear the same interview? Or the same interviewer ask the same stupid fucking questions to the same stupid type of musicians that answer it the same fucking way. You gotta ask them shit that catches them off guard. Like, yeah, this ain't this ain't the normal interview, kid. We're going for the gusto with this one, alright? We're going for billions. Let's put this out a few hours ago. Make sure y'all go check out his
0: channel.
3: Just to be clear, it's Mr. Rect T V is the channel. But also this brother's name is uh uh celebrity. I know what y'all saying. Well, how come I'm not prepared? Celeb C-E-L-E-B dot L-I-V-E four, the number four on TikTok. Celeb dot live four on TikTok. Check him out too. He has good commentary, along with of course Mr. Rect TV. Let's go.
2: But yeah, I have a link down below. But this is some exclusive footage right here of Dave Chappelle responding to some of the stuff that Cat Williams was saying in that Shannon Sharp interview. So we're about to check this out. No time to waste. Let's, Let's go. go. And, and I don't I don't know where Cat is, but they're waiting <laughs> Like, that's
3: nasty. Ken is going to
2: kill him. That's right. Okay. and that thing is wild <laughs> and break. TV alright alright I'm at war with the Illuminati too but what part of the war is either in the family see look a
1: lot of people and this is the reason why I don't like a lot of commentary about comedians because I swear, like, comedians, they live on a different planet in the in sense of how they communicate with one another. I came up listening to the opiate and Anthony show and all the comedians, guys like, uh, what's the white guy? He white, he, uh, he an Irish guy, he a mick. He a mick. Um, Colin Quinn, guys like Colin Quinn, um, Jim Norton, um... You know, guys like fucking, what's the other dude that goes on there? Uh, Louis C.K. that used to go on there. And a lot of these other guys, they'd come on, and they're not nice to each other. Like, they are ruthless amongst one another. They talk shit to each other's faces. Like, they're comedians. Like, that's what, like, busting balls. Like, even if somebody's having a bad day, like, niggas ain't going to go easy on you. Like, they going to really, like, annihilate you. You wearing some goofy shoes? Like, what the fuck are those, nigga? Niggas is going to annihilate you, man. No mercy. So, this isn't, I wouldn't say that, this isn't like Dave Chappelle talking shit. This is Dave Chappelle being a comedian. Which, by the way, makes perfect sense when you notice that Cat Williams is also a comedian, okay? This is not like cheap shots.
2: (laughs) <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> and so anyway just let you guys know he said what part of this is ether and cedric he said cedric is old and fat steve harvey don't even do this anymore why are you talking about them he's talking about them for a certain reason Dave chappelle now as much as
1: yeah, and this is this is women that don't understand comedy. I hate to say it. This is women that don't understand comedy. This is how comedians communicate with one another. Niggas ain't calling motherfucker. This ain't this ain't bitch talk. Niggas ain't sitting back having tea, talking about you know the gospel. Get the fuck out of here. Niggas talk about the situation the best way that they can, which they are, class A, class S tier comedians in my humble opinion and the way that they talk about it is on stage it ain't no like i said this ain't cheap shots in fact it's actually a backhanded compliment to cedric the entertainer steve harvey because he said cedric the entertainer is old and fat and said that steve harvey don't even do this anymore which means he's saying he's not even a comedian See, y'all not and see bitches like this don't understand comedy because if you did, you would you would have picked out sort of this weird backhanded compliment slash what you think is pointing at Cat Williams where he's kind of like just saying like, damn, man, this nigga's going hard. He going after the OGs like these niggas ain't even comedians. So you really just got to understand like how he's saying things more than what he's saying, because once again, this is a comedian. If Cat Williams really had a problem, or if uh, Dave Chappelle really had a problem with Cat Williams, he would have probably reached out to Cat Williams. All right? It's too much.
3: He did say he loves Cat Williams, and Cat Williams got a lot of respect. They are friends in real life, and not only that, they mutually respect each other. I'm-
1: what does that mean? See, this is how you know this is all like a game to some women. like in real life. Bitch, this is real life. That's his fucking job, right? He's at work. This is real life. The fuck are you talking about? This is retarded. (laughs) Dave Chappelle is not going after Cat Williams. He's taking the Cat Williams situation and he's getting additional laughs from it. He's a comedian. Can somebody email this bitch and tell her that, you know, Dave Chappelle is kind of a comedian.
3: what? Oh, can someone sit there and talk about you, lie on you, do all this stuff? And at the end of the day, you the wrong one because you set them in a place when nobody talked about Cedric or Cat Williams until Cedric opened up his mouth. Maybe it was guilt to literally try to throw dirt on Cat Williams' name. But let's continue, because this is something else really interesting. <laughs>
0: Somebody didn't get the memo. He said, Everybody put your phones down and have a good time. This fool was like, Nope, I'm recording this.
3: I know that's right. He
1: said, What? No, Don't be You know
2: why? Because Marlon Waynes called me and told me you said what that thing was good for count. Marlon
1: Waynes? You mean, um.
2: <laughs> Listen,
1: man. A lot of these old niggas need to sit down and shut the fuck up. We talking about Marlon Wayne's from White Chicks. Y'all niggas better sit the fuck down. Chill the fuck out. You notice how I was able to point that one out real quick? Like, wait, Wayne Brothers? White Chicks. Y'all was dressed up like hoes. Y'all had a white face. Cut it out. We don't want to hear nothing from Marlon. No, 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 no. No disrespect to Marlon Wayne's. No disrespect to the Wayne's brother. You already know, man. No disrespect. <coughs> but it is what it is. Nick, come on, stop it. Stop it. Niggas is all wearing dresses.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. I, did, did Marlon Wayne say that, though? No? Look, we gonna check out Marlon Wayne's clip after this because
0: Marlon, Marlon, Marlon Wayne
1: responded, too. And I'm gonna tell you how slow these Negroes really are. I bet you, you see how quick I was able to put two and two together? Like, yo, Marlon Wayne's is talking about Cat Williams, but Marlon Wayans was wearing a dress. White chicks. Y'all forgot? I guarantee you, Tisa Tell did not mention that, and this nigga did not mention that. I can guarantee you because a lot of these people are selective when it comes to what they want to remember. This is why a lot of these weird, perverted-ass women still listen to R. Kelly, because in their mind, they they can just cancel out what he did with his personal life. Oh, this is just good music. Yeah, this shit's weird, yeah. And the same way that people do that is the same way these content creators can pick and choose when somebody's being pointed out. For me pointing out, um Marlon Waynes or whatever his fucking niggas name is. That nigga was wearing a dress, bro. Like, like, let's keep it a buck. Come on, bro. And, and the show, um, what was that? With Pops, John Witherspoon, rest in peace, man. He did. Rest in peace to Pops, man. John Witherspoon. Oh, I forgot the show. But y'all know what show I'm talking about. It had the Waynes brothers in it. It wasn't called Wayne's Brothers, was it? I don't remember. But they was doing a lot of weird shit on that show, too. They was doing a lot of fruity shit on that show. Listen, man, a lot of these blacks, and this is the problem with these gatekeeping czars, they can't step out and say, hey, Cat Williams is right or Cat Williams is wrong because you have a lot of washed-up, unfunny-ass niggas saying that, oh, well, I think... I think Cat Williams is a hater. I don't think he said anything correct. I think he's just upset. But you're the one reacting to him, brother. You're the one that, that sounds like you got ill spirits right now, nigga. Like, the fuck are you talking about? And if, Cat, if, if somebody were to ask Cat Williams about the people that were talking, he wouldn't give a fuck about y'all. Niggas is peons. But y'all needed Cat Williams more than Cat Williams needed y'all. Because a lot of these worthless, unfunny motherfuckers are just coming back out into the circuit just to react, just to talk about what Cat Williams had to say. Now, imagine if Cat Williams didn't say anything. Y'all niggas would still be where the fuck y'all was at in the beginning. Nowhere. Washed up on the shore, all right? Fuck out of here. Cocksuckers, dude. Like, that's, that's what bothers me. The whole... Niggas defending Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer, that doesn't bother me because I know that's like generational where you'll have a lot of the old heads saying that, you know, uh, well, you know, Cat Williams just talked too much. He run his mouth too much. You know what I mean? He talking about all the OGs. Well, you notice he didn't say anything bad about um he didn't say anything bad about Bernie Mac and Bernie Mac didn't like any of these niggas besides uh, DL Hughley from what I can remember. He wasn't cool with fucking. Uh, he wasn't cool with Cedric the Entertainer and Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey was trying to kick uh, Bernie Mac's back end. I knew that way before um, Cat Williams brought it up. A lot of these guys, and this goes to show you once again, there's nothing new under the sun. There's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that knew about this shit that was talking about this years ago when Bernie Mac lost his life. Like people were talking about this. Like yeah, you know. Steve Harvey was trying to snake him, take his roles like dude, like shit like this was going on. But y'all weren't paying attention to those people that were talking about it. Then y'all need to hear it from the horse's mouth. Y'all need to hear it from the source. And Cat Williams is at the right place at the right time, because now most of this shit is being exposed. And the people that you can tell that are guilty are realistically the people that choose to not speak on it. Because realistically, you can say, well, I was never called out. But that's that's what uh, Mike Epps. Mike Epps is funny as hell. Mike Epps is like, yeah, man, I'm jealous. Y'all I ain't gonna lie. I'm jealous. Nigga didn't call me out. He didn't give me a shout out, or he didn't talk shit. Shit. He's like, he's like, I need the publicity. <laughs> he said, talk shit or something, nigga. I needed publicity. <laughs> I'm like, damn. But uh, yeah, I mean for the people that ain't doing nothing, of course they not gonna they gonna enjoy the shit just like how I'm enjoying it. They're like, damn, because secretly in their heads they're like, yo, it's about time that some of these niggas get pointed out. Because you gotta say to yourself, I would say for like twelve percent, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be light and say twelve to fifteen percent of people in the entertainment business don't get involved in any of the weird shit, but they see. And they be at certain places, but they're connected to certain people to where they don't have to participate, but they can still be present and see everything going on. Like they've seen a lot of celebrities do a lot of weird things, man. And secretly, although they can't react the way that they want and, and talk about how Cat Williams is right, if not about the celebrity shit about the Harvey Weinstein shit that people just breeze through that. Nobody wanted to bring that up. Y'all still bringing up these old niggas and and, and Dave Chappelle does have a point like, yeah, these old niggas, like to an extent, there is a point to be made with what Dave Chappelle is saying. Actually, what are these men going to do? They can't defend themselves. They're not going to say anything really funny or they're not, they can't attack him in a funny way. They would have to be spiteful. And it would just make them look bitter. So the best thing for them to do is just not to say nothing. But there's a point to be made in that. Because you would have some of the older comedians who respect Steve Harvey and respect Cedric the Entertainer. And they go, Alright, man, like enough's enough. But if niggas is still in jokes, then you know, niggas is still in jokes, man. It is what it is.
3: So this is comedian Del Rey that's actually in the crowd watching he starts arguing with Dave uh Dave Chappelle saying Cat Williams had one hundred percent right to say everything he said and do everything he was gonna
2: do, but hold on was, born, my was Yeah. two thousand?
3: So what Delray said, if you missed it, is why y'all going in on Cat Williams? He made it good for everybody. Everybody had forgotten about Cedric. Everybody had forgotten about, well, not Steve Harvey, right?
1: But the- Nah, I'm not buying that. That's stupid. That's stupid. Because that would just show you that this entire thing is a spectacle. Cat Williams ain't trying to put these, give these guys more recognition. He's exposing them. De- whatever the nigga name is, he's saying, "Oh nah, he helping them out by by giving, putting a name out there, by putting dirt on their name." He's putting his. Come on, stop! This is why, like some niggas, I just don't understand. Like, what type of logic are we dealing with here? Like, what 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 logic are we using here?
3: Point is, people are now interested in comedy. People are now interested in comedy, a wider swath than people that actually follow comedians. So what could be the harm? He's letting everybody eat, even YouTube. Because you know
2: what, You know what i disagree? Because I put a special
3: out the same thing. It was fine. Everyone came out, I win three thousand books, but I same so so thing. Okay, a lot of people are saying that Dave Chappelle is also really, really salty because he put out a special the same day that Cat Williams well, Club Shay Shay dropped the interview, right? And um, it completely eclipsed everything Dave Chappelle did because, honestly, I do not know he put out...
1: Hmm. Yeah, see, this could be a fair argument until you realize the source. So she already took what Dave Chappelle said. Towards Cat Williams as an insult, which it was everything but an insult. He just had his opinion on <clears throat> how he felt the situation was handled with Cedric the Entertainer and Steve Harvey. Notice that those are the only two people he mentioned. So all you other people that were mentioned, y'all niggas on your own. Steve Har, uh, 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 Dave Chappelle defends Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer. Everybody else, sayonara on love, niggas never been funny a day in his life. Big Worm? Come on, cuz, stop it. Stop. Big Worm? Then you got Aries Spears, the fucking impersonator. You know, the guy's only funny when he's acting like somebody else. You, you, can't, you, you can't make this shit up. Get the fuck, the guy's a fucking hack. He's a hack. He's a hack. And comedians know what I mean when I say hack. He's a fucking hack. If he's not on stage acting like somebody else, he simply is not funny. Black comedians get away with the black experience narrative and it's a time to to just be funny. You know what it's like being black in the hood? Like you know where you know what it's like to be black around white people? Like you know what it's like to be black at the shopping mall? Like niggas always saying like weird stupid shit like, "Okay, we get it. You're black, brother. Congrats." What the fuck? get this nigga an ice cream cone or something and get him the fuck up out of here, man. Give this nigga a $20 paycheck and tell him to leave. It's over. You're not funny. Nothing about, nothing about the people I mentioned are funny. Which is why Dave Chappelle didn't defend them. So that goes to show you something.
2: It's special.
3: I might go watch it on Netflix. Where is the money in there?
2: He put out a That's right.
1: Ooh, he said... Yo, that's, that's, that's terrible. That's devastating. He said, you dropped the album, but he put out a mixtape that had more of an effect than your album. Which, to be fair, that's, there's a point to that. Now, I've always been, I've always been vocal about Dave Chappelle's recent comedy. I don't necess- I wouldn't watch any of his stand-up today. Because I look at Dave Chappelle entirely different than how I looked at him in the Chappelle show. And what I mean is. He has restraints, Like he has things that he just cannot say. But his job is to push the boundaries. So a lot of his stand up may have offensive jokes about trans people that will make people, you know, a little mad. I don't give a fuck if it's funny. I'm laughing at it. White guy says a joke about black people. If the shit's funny, I'm definitely laughing at it. Okay. I'm about comedy on every end, man. And I don't like the whole black comedy thing. I know dark comedy, but I don't know black comedy. I just know comedy. I just know what's funny. Richard Pryor, last time I checked, is, is universally funny. People love Richard Pryor. White people love Richard Pryor. Some of my favorite white comedians say that their main influence was Richard Pryor, and you can tell by a lot of the stand-up. Not because they still jokes. It's not because of that. Because they have a way of delivering comedy, things that cause laughter. All right. Um, Dave Chappelle's comedy in recent times. It's more like edgy comedy, where it's almost like someone who has to personally go out of their way every now and then to say something edgy and offensive so people stay on board. I think that's where he's at right now. Cat Williams is naturally controversial, so anything crazy that Cat Williams says, to a certain extent, it shouldn't surprise many people. Now, the only reason that I was surprised about the Club Shay Shay um, interview was... He's the one to truly expose every day beneath the surface, which is funny because I did a I was talking about this earlier this morning, but I ended up deleting that recording. But Cat Williams is the comedy. What Trump is the politics. I'm gonna let y'all sit with that. Cat Williams is, to comedy, what Trump is to politics, and this is a anomaly, right? This is a person who everybody least expected to expose the shit that's actually going on, yet these are two people who are exposing the shit that's going on. One person is exposing the music industry. Another person is going even deeper into the deep state and into these political demons. Two charismatic individuals, two very bold, very cocky, very brave. And the definition of what a man's man is, pause. And some people say, well, Cat Williams is like five foot whatever. That doesn't mean nothing. You know, for a man with a heart of a lion, right? For a man to have a heart of a lion, he can be any size. It's going to take longer to get rid of him. It's going to take longer to shake him off. It's going to be harder to defeat him compared to some of the giants that you may go against. Because of his will and the fact that he already knows that size doesn't matter. In fact, size is used to his advantage because people will look at him and think that he's, easy, he's an easy target. But... Cat Williams is that type of guy who's stood up. There is no such thing as the right time because once again, if you're like me and you've heard Cat Williams talk about the mansion parties, you know the severity of what he exposed. And you know, for people that understand how the game works to an extent, with him saying what he said, consequences came directly after and one of the funnier things about the Cat Williams situation is I don't think there's been really an interviewer that asked him that question like do you regret that joke that you said about the mansion parties at that time because I know about that shit so I would have asked him that right away because I would have caught him off guard like damn this nigga yeah this is what started the whole shit with Cat Williams But then technically, chronologically, it was actually Dave Chappelle who technically started this whole, I mean, the bottom of the iceberg is the men wearing dresses. Cat Williams verifying men wearing dresses. The people like Jamie Foxx, these other people that wore dresses, silent. Silent. Nothing to be said.
2: No, 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 say it again. All right, He said D-Ray, I will check. Yes, I put out an album, put out a mix set. I didn't put out some video the of, all, ugly
1: pictures of us. all right we'll just stop it there um I'm gonna remain neutral on this and this is the reason why I say this with Dave chappelle's way of looking at it it's a very logical way of looking at things. Where Cat, but then again, Cat Williams is not like, he's not like young himself. He ain't super young. You know, he got the gray beard. You know, he, he a little OG in the game now. You know what I'm saying? He got the salt and pepper beard. You feel me? Like the rest of the OGs. So we know like niggas ain't, niggas ain't young like that. Niggas can still spar with the great ones. Um, these elders do deserve to get put on blast, man. If they doing some sketchy, weird shit, my nigga. Like, yo, old heads be getting away with doing weird shit, my nigga. And then they see young niggas do anything remotely weird. They point them out as if they're the bad guys. Like, y'all niggas be really off the hook. Old heads, these old comedians, apparently they like stealing jokes. So it's like, that's their thing. They go to all of the shows. They sit down, watch almost like what D-Ray is doing. Message. So <laughs> what D-Ray's doing? Message. Is that Keenan Ivory Wayne who did that from uh Don't Be a Menace? I think. Um, but <laughs> message. Uh, you know, niggas show up to the shows, sit in the back of the show, sit in the back of the venue, and he got a notebook. This nigga taking notes. He writing down your jokes, man. He gonna use that in his special. He's like, damn, I got a special coming up on HBO. This might be good content. I'm going a, I'm to a change the words a little bit. You know, he ain't going to notice the difference. That's how these niggas was getting down back in the day in the 90s and shit. They were saying, like, you know, Mark Curry, we're going to go through Mark Curry soon. We're not going to do it in the next episode. The next episode, I'm just going to go into the iceberg for these video games. We're already an hour and 45 minutes, which is crazy. But then again, it is 1021 Saturday night shenanigans. You know what I'm saying? Very unorganized, unplanned type episode, but just something I wanted to do now. And and luckily through the grace of God, because I decided to do this episode, I now have what I want to talk about on the next episode. I'm going to let y'all know. I'm thinking with the video game iceberg, we would have to do two separate episodes for that. So we got the video game iceberg part one and then video game iceberg part two. So that's what we'll have to do. And that was bars. I rhymed on accident. I'm black. Anyway, um, final verdict. My final verdict of this whole situation. Um... I'm kind of over it. I'm going to tell you why. I think people's priorities is kind of fucked up in this situation. And I'm going to tell you why. Instead of worrying about, yo, what weird shit is actually going on behind the scenes, niggas are too worried about, yo, he might have went too hard on Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer. Like, y'all niggas is weird, bro. Y'all niggas is wacky. Niggas is out of y'all fucking minds, man. This is snorting Ajax or something, man. They snorting Ajax dish powder, dish detergent. Niggas is fucking weird, dude. The fuck is this? And for some reason, like, nobody's thinking, like, yeah. So I'm saying to myself, so, like, yeah, nobody's bringing up the gay shit that's going on in Hollywood. Nobody? Okay. So that's how I know it's really going on. See, when people are disputing jokes, When everybody skipped over the fact that Cat Williams state that he allegedly was approached sexually by Harvey Weinstein in front of people, people just breezed right through that. Nobody's talking about that. But, hey, Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer. There is a point to be made in what Dave Chappelle is saying, but it's also a catch-22, and D-Ray is kind of right now that I think about it on a lot of levels. One, it is said, it is a good comparison to say that you got Dave Chappelle who dropped the album, right? And in a sense to where he dropped a special, and then you have Cat Williams who just did an interview. He did a mixtape. His mixtape went above and beyond... Any performance that you had as a comedian. That's a fact. Now I'm not saying Cat Williams is necessarily funnier than Dave Chappelle. Never mind. I'm saying cat yeah, Cat Williams is definitely funnier than Dave Chappelle. Let me stop. Yeah, let me stop. Yeah, Cat Williams is definitely funnier. But the point I'm making is in a weird, like in a weird exchange. Are in a weird way and some type of variation, you do see Cedric the Entertainer a lot more than what you would have saw beforehand, right? So there is something to say about bad publicity still being publicity, but if you are and then again, you've made your money. So this is the this is the even crazier part, right? Think about it. They'll never truly be exposed because they've made money off of the jokes they stole. Ain't like they got to give any money back. Ain't like they got to give money to the people they stole jokes from. They should. It's only right. But you're dealing with all these high-level black czars, gatekeeper, boule-ass Negroes, man. shit is embarrassing. So-called blacks that people look up to. It's a fucking, it's an embarrassment. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, listen, that's all I gotta say. So in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, Saturday Night Shenanigans edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel, AKA the Crash Out Coliseum. Hey man, I got some plans. What I'm gonna do now is set up the iceberg Another iceberg challenge that I issue to myself in which I bring up video games. Now, I may do top or favorite video games, nostalgic video games, favorite slash nostalgic. Let me me save that. Now my brain is operating correctly. I'm gonna do Let's see in parentheses, right? I'm going to put favorite slash nostalgic and symbol dark. No, uh, not dark. Maybe disturbing. Disturbing games slash Dark themes. Are Dark themed? Is themed a word? Themed? Okay, it is a word. Alright. So I got I got two categories, two episodes uh, <clears throat> that I plan on doing tomorrow. Um Both episodes are going to most likely be at least two hours, possibly two and a half hours. Um, One video game, Iceberg, is going to be my favorite uh, video games with uh, sort of a nostalgic meaning behind it. And another few of my favorite games that are more disturbing and dark-themed games. That's what I'll do. And by dark-themed... Are disturbing. The whole game doesn't have to be disturbing. It can be a certain part of the game that kind of really throws the gameplay over the top, where like you know people are dying or like a fucking bomb goes off, everybody dies, and you see body parts and shit. A lot of crazy ass video games are out, and um, I'm gonna go through a lot of them. But anyway, as I always say, in the meantime and in between time. Did I say that already? I'm signing out. Peace.